Hi, this is John Bruni, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Um, you know what we do. Stand up, take a deep breath through the nose, out through the mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. That's the only way we talk around here. And with all the things we've been talking about, um, all the rewiring I am doing mentally, all the things I've seen, I've talked about red Ferraris and everything with my what I want in my life. Well, I'll tell you what, it's all happening. A red Ferrari passed me on a big, speedy highway Friday afternoon, and it was like instinct. I could feel something. I looked to my left. There it is. There's the big horse on the side of the uh, front fender. So things do happen when you want to make them happen. Number two. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, winners and champions, the premier product, 14 modules, something that will last you the rest of your life. And as everyone knows, we are doing a lot of major things behind the scenes. John McKean and I are doing these rack programs. He's written a number of um, blog posts as of late, as with the great Steve Gardner, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's things happening to me physically that I can't even explain to you right now. And I'm going to talk about the rewiring of the brain through the power rack down the road. So lots of big things happening. Also, too, um, Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment in FBC and M&M. It goes to my PayPal, um, and it goes right back into the business because I'm telling you right now, Nothing is free, and we don't want to go to the point where we're charging. We want you to buy winners and champions, and we'd love for you to donate to invest in two major, major companies here. Uh, we got our pal Roger LaPointe on very shortly with us coming in, and I've known Roger for probably close to 30 years now, um, maybe 25 from his days back in York. Um the evolution of M&M is like, it's an, it's incredible what's happening now. And today we started a, a, a big investment with another company that is going to run our show and our advertising through iHeartRadio. And this gentleman has a following of 350,000 people. And that means M&M is now going to be exposed to a whole new audience, which I've been wanting to do. And we're doing the fathers and sons and so many other things. It looks like we're going to do one with my nephew, Danny, and his father, my brother-in-law. It will be the first time we do fathers, sons, and uncles. Because when you see the stone he brought me back from Cape, 
cod, it's going to blow your mind. And that man, that young boy, nine years old, carried that stone, which I would say is probably 45 pounds. My brother-in-law said he he absolutely walked it 100 feet before he said, Dad, i got to let it go or I'm going to smash my feet. This is on the beach. So wait till you see what this is all going to be about. But go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Look at all the shows Roger and I have done. Roger was my first guest on here. We will be up five years the end of September. Five years. Most podcasts last 30 days. We have beat it by a mile. I couldn't be happier. So Roger will be in today in a momentarily. And he, in case you forgot, was my first guest. Uh, number two. Sign up for our uh, free newsletter. That goes right out to my MailChimp account. And, uh, you know, here, it's content-rich. Rich, whatever we got, you get. Believe me, I don't hold anything back. I don't care about, you know, well, I want to hold this back because I want you to buy this. doesn't work that way. We give it all. We give it all. And that's why I'm asking something in return. Also, too, don't forget to get in here and... Invest in advertising here. We've already had a few people. We have another one possibly coming in. We're going after major companies. But with me having to work three to four days sometimes out of the office, it's really, uh, it's tough right now. Um, You know, I'm working at least till midnight. I'm not complaining about it. But right now, I'd much rather be here seven days a week all day. But the most important thing is, is to get this to a national radio show and all of us on stage telling you all why we're all multimillionaires now and no bullshit about it. That's what I'm looking at. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. And those last three sentences there are more vital now than ever. Real men, real strength, real power. All right? Think about that. Um, One other thing. I want to run because we got to run a couple ads today. Don't forget about Dale Dugas, who was on here the other night, acupuncturist. He makes some of the best herbs or all his concoction. He makes his foot soak that I'm going to do after I get off with Roger. That is absolutely incredible for your feet. Um, he makes a lot of internal, obviously, formulas, too. Now, if you go through M&M, you're going to get 20% off all of his products that he makes. With the code of MMJOW, it's pronounced MMJOW. So go out there, especially if you're a weightlifter. I've had some issues with hips and lower back because of the hammering. I'm doing it with the isometric pushes and pulls and everything. But you know what? The stuff has helped me tremendously. So I would say to you, if you've got a lot of joint things or stuff going on, go out. And Dale will get back to you. He's an Excellent, excellent person. So check that out on DaleDugas.com. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to give you a little information on Roger here. Number one, he is the president of Atomic Athletic, Olympic lifter and competitor, stone lifter, and and definitely a strength historian. And Roger, it's been a while, brother. Welcome back, man. It's always an honor to have you on with us. Hey, glad to be here, Eric. Thanks a lot. You got it, man. Raj, anything I missed? Lay it out, brother. No, no, that's it. You know, it, I, you and I met over the phone uh, when I was at York Barbell. Yes, sir. Uh, we did. The Olympic lifting advisor and uh, export sales manager. Got to meet a lot of those uh, York guys. You got but, it. Uh, it. You know, and definitely they uh, 
made an impact on me. Uh, hey, look, you know something? The idea here is well, you and I have talked about this show for five years. And you knew oh, you, you and I had talked about the plans and things that I wanted to do. And obviously you would lend advice too, like so many others. And you're getting to see now what's really happening in front of your eyes. I mean, this thing, I could have choked it off years ago because I wasn't making money. But I'll tell you what, when there's something you want so damn bad, nothing's going to stop you. And I mean that when I say that. And people say, well, I hear that all the time. Here's my answer to everyone that says that. You got to get in the ring. You got to get your nose broken and bloody a little bit and then see what you got. But today we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear, I'm sure, to both of us. It's called Solve It. And I'm just going to break it down quick and I'm going to give it to Roger. Because we're going to do a short, super tight show. Because everyone knows when I do the solos that don't go any more than 40 minutes, those shows just explode. Now, I don't know if it's the audience sometimes likes it a little shorter. They want it longer. It, 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 whatever. But this is something that's a real power show. So, solve it. As a weightlifter, I'll start out like this. How many times in your life have you come up against a brick wall? Now, not everybody is going to solve it. A lot of people we know cast themselves to the side of the road. I'll never do that. It'll have to be God that kills me to stop it, or I'll have to get so maimed, but I will always find a way to do something. It's just in my DNA. And we talked the other night with Dale about obsession, and we talked about Donnie G. Fardino about rewind and all the mental things that go into the training. But here's the deal. A lot of times we look at things too analytically. You know, say your say your squat's suffering a little bit. All right, let's go out and do a little research. Or do we got somebody in the gym like a Roger or myself that you walk up to him and you say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I've been watching you train for years. I got a little bit of a dilemma right now, and here's what I'm facing. Well, you come up and say that to me. I'll, I'll give you anything you want. I'll help you out big time. All right, so what do we do in our squat problem? Well, do we want to maybe change a bar? I don't know. That could be a, you know, a change of equipment can make you mentally change things. Do we want to go to partials at all different ranges? That's a big possibility right there. Do we maybe want to go from a back squat to a front squat? Another possibility here. But what I'm saying here, solving it is not as hard as you think. And when I say analytically, so many people are thinking that we got to do this, 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 add more and more and more. And I'm going to tell you right now, two things are going to happen. You're going to get burned out and you might just drop out or you're going to get injured. And I hope... It's not an injury that would require surgery because we don't want to see anybody get that. But that's just one instance. Raj, it's all yours, brother. All right. Yeah, your uh, topic, solve it, is it's really key to getting strong yep. because the, uh, the thing that I see as the biggest problem uh, for athletes when they say, oh, you know, I'm going to – I'm going to – get stronger right they uh they lose their consistency mm -hmm. and it's because they've come across some kind of stumbling block so 
you know, I think of a guy like Alton Eliason, who mm-hmm. passed away last fall, finally. Yep. He's, you know, he was yep. over 100 years old. Right. Um, so he started lifting during the Great Depression and ultimately became a gym owner right around uh, the beginning of World War II. Mm-hmm. But what did he lift before he became a gym owner? He lifted a road sign. <laughs> like, literally, it was a road sign. I said, so what was your first piece of equipment? He says, it was a road sign. Exactly. It was sitting by the side of the road on my way home from school. Yep. And I started picking it up and doing exercises with it every day that I'd read about in magazines. Yep. And I said, how heavy was it? He says, I have no idea. It was it was enough that I could do, uh, you know, several sets right. of maybe five or ten, depending on what the exercise was. And uh, thinking, you know, there's a guy who's really not letting the world get in his way. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I think about those guys in the Great Depression where they might have had nothing. To start with. Yep. And, it, you know, when I'm saying nothing, I mean, Alton's lifting a road sign. Exactly. It, you know, uh, it, the first person that introduced that concept to me and, you know, they talk about the greatest generation and all that sort of thing for, with the guys in World War Two. Yep. What's often forgotten about those same guys is they also grew up. During the Great Depression, yep, and making something out of nothing. So, and, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. Is this you and I have talked about this on and off the air for years? You don't need a five star gym to get big and strong. You know, technically, if we want to, give me a set of squat stands and a good bar. I don't even care if it's an Olympic bar. I'm serious. Give me plenty of weights. Stacked all over the place, rusty, shiny, I don't care. And let's start getting into some real dirty squatting, man. And uh, Go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, Vic Boff. Yep. Uh, some of you guys have heard of him. He started the Association of Old Time Barbell and Strongman. Uh, Vic, another uh, who I met Alton through. Yep. Uh, Vic was a Coney Island strongman. And, but he was also a professional boxer. I think he had seven uh, professional bouts under his belt, mm-hmm. uh, played minor league baseball. You know, it wasn't just one thing. Exactly. That he did. Uh, first time I met him, he said, I'm going to teach you a secret about getting strong. And I said, oh, this is great. And we were at a... Uh, trade show yep he was working for ivanko yep. i was working for york and our booths were right across the aisle from each other and vic came over he's this little old guy he's about the same height as me i'm yep. only five three <laughs> which uh puts me in a lighter weight class definitely sure. uh, and vic would have been 
in his early 80s at that point. And he says, this is all you need right here. These two dumbbells. Mm -hmm. And I said, what are you talking about? We had a dumbbell rack there. You know, the York solid dumbbells with the the round uh, heads that were sort of canister shaped and cast iron with a flat, only, only one flat on them. Yep. And he picks up a pair, a 20 pounder and a 30 pounder. Mm -hmm. And I said, a 20 pounder and a 30 pounder. What am I going to do with this? Yep. This is nothing. And he says, no, you've got more than a 20 pounder and a 30 pounder here. You've also got a 50 pounder. Mm -hmm. And I said, what are you talking about? And he grabs the two crossing the handles. Oh, yeah. One hand. Yep. And now those York solid dumbbells were unknurled solid one inch stock. Yep. So you grab them in one hand and all of a sudden, yeah, you've got a total of 50 pounds of weight. You've also got a really outstanding grip strength exercise. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you talk about grip strength, just to be able to grab something like a cross like that. There aren't many people in the world today that could do that. No. And so Vic grabs these two like this, and he's in his early 80s. Unreal. I He told me at one point, I said, you know, how much do you weigh? I think he told me he weighed 160 pounds. Holy shit. So yeah. he grabs this uh, pair of dumbbells and does – curl and presses with them nice and i think he did a set of 10 wow uh, it, you know one-handed this is not some two-handed thing right i'm thinking oh my god <laughs> what am i looking at here yeah and it, it was the right reaction because all of a sudden it opened my eyes to alternatives yep and this is what you're going to deal with your whole time in lifting because, you know, pick up any weightlifting magazine and they're going to talk about your plateaus. Yeah. I, I've hit a plateau. They, I, I absolutely can't stand that term because to me, a plateau is somebody who's not using their imagination. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying they lack imagination. I'm saying they're not using it. And there's two very different things. Now, I want to tell you a story about a kid that I lifted against at one meet in Vineland, New Jersey. Okay. This is the, you know, I've talked to some of the world's greatest lifters of history. Yep. You know, guys like Shemansky and Bill Pearl. You get the idea. Sure. This kid was more inspirational to me than any of those guys. And this is why he, I have no idea what his name is. If at some point you find out, I'd love to hear it. I wish I had written it down at the time. I was in awe of this kid. I don't even know how much he lifted. It doesn't matter. He was, I'd say 14 to 15 years old, somewhere in there. Not huge, kind of skinny, 
best technique in Olympic lifting I've ever seen. Wow. He was also totally blind. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, yeah. He, he had to have somebody lead him to the platform, even though this was, I think this was his school mm-hmm. that we were lifting in. And it was like the New Jersey state championships or something. And I went to it because I knew the promoter and it was, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours drive away from my house at York yep. at the time. So they led this kid to the platform. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And they put his hand on one of the bumper plates. I remember that. And he felt his way to the right spot on the bar. Yep. And executed perfect snatches and perfect clean and jerks. I think he went six for six. Awesome. And today, now, this is something that (laughs) it actually makes me feel a little bit old. The changes in technology. Sure. Okay? When I started Olympic lifting, which I did not start real Olympic lifting until I was in college. Mm-hmm. So this would have been around 1990. Yep. And there was no internet. There certainly wasn't any YouTube. Right. You couldn't even find videotapes of Olympic lifting at the time. I think it was still a couple of years before the old Milo Bar Milo yeah. magazine came out yep. and those training hall tapes, which yep. really set the world on fire. That was those were awesome. But at the time, you couldn't find it anywhere. Yep. I couldn't find uh, the only book I could find on Olympic lifting, which of course would only have static photos. Sure. Was Bob Hoffman's book, Weightlifting. Yep. And at the time, I feel like the copy I got from the library was printed in maybe 62. Wow. So, you know, if it weren't for having coaching and seeing other guys do it, I wouldn't have had a clue. Right. Now you go back to this kid. This blind kid. Yeah. <laughs> he'd never seen Olympic lifting because he'd never seen anything. Yep. It, I remember asking somebody and they said, oh, yeah, blind since birth. I don't know if that was accurate or not. I didn't speak to him. I was warming up and whatnot, getting ready to lift. Uh, but I remember seeing this kid and just thinking, good Lord. Yeah. What a different perspective to the sport and the concept of training, because I had been searching for training videos or film footage or even sequence photos on a poster, anything to improve my technique, right? Mm -hmm. This kid never saw anything like that. No, obviously he had an innate sense within to know how to do it. Right. Problem solved. I mean, um, you think about that. 
Oh, it's it's an absolutely incredible story. I mean, um, that's why when you we trip, fall, hit stumbling blocks, can't figure out why our lifts are going downward, why we're not sleeping at night, why we're not eating enough, why we're overeating, why we're watching people that, in my opinion, you shouldn't waste your time watching. Um, the bottom line is, I think, like you know, having a coach doing a lot on your own. I've never had a coach, but I've had people that have been in a long time that obviously had worked with me. Tommy Tono never had a coach. Exactly. But I will tell you this. Sometimes getting stranded on that desert island, <laughs> you're going to you're going to solve it or you're going to perish. And you know, it it's very important to solve it. You know, when you we talk about, you know, picking up road signs. You know, when you were talking about that, you know, uh, Milo of Croatia came right to head. Uh, <laughs> you know, think about it. No equipment except a, a, a baby cow. All right. Basically turned into a bull. Um, whether that's fact or fitch, fiction, which a lot of people will say either or, that doesn't matter to me. The cons- ask any farmer well, that's, exactly. that's had livestock. Exactly. They're carrying around livestock. The concept of getting bigger, stronger, and solving it when you don't have the platforms, when you don't have the Olympic bars, when you don't have the power racks, and you don't have these big calf machines, and you don't have the biggest stones in the world, though farms are usually loaded with them. My point is this. Anything that's going on can be solved. But it's like everything we talk about here on Eminem. Where there's a will, there's going to be a way. But do you have the will and the faith in what you do to move to the next level, to go the next step and the next step and the next rung on the ladder? On the ladder. Right now, and I don't like even referencing this period we're in right now, a lot of people do not have the wherewithal to solve it because quitting has become acceptable in a lot of circles in our world and in the, in everywhere. Okay. Not just the United States. Uh, Let me go ahead. Jump right in here. Yeah. Uh, So you know that I'm involved in the world of media Mm -hmm. Uh, and (laughs) I'm not going to talk about this, the details of this particular story, right? but the, uh, I cover uh, some education topics and one of the things that I hear today is about people who don't want to educate themselves on a topic mm-hmm. because it's too upsetting for them. Yes, I know. And I think, really, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you you talk about guys from that greatest generation sure and women and the thing that immediately comes to my mind is the holocaust museum in washington dc that is incredibly upsetting and nobody's saying no 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 don't go it's upsetting Mm -hmm. no go educate yourself and look at the hard thing. Don't push the easy stuff. 
Right. It, it's the hard stuff. Uncomfortable. Got. Yeah. You know, if you're if all you're doing is trying to make yourself more comfortable, hey, congrats. You can be that blob on the couch. Sure. That's you know, that's hey, you know, that's that's up to you. But uh guys like Vic Boff or Rudy Sablo. Sure. Uh, it, you know, Rudy Sablo, for anybody who doesn't know who he was, and Rudy passed away um, maybe 10 years ago now. Uh, Rudy was at one point the senior referee, uh, judge, whatever you want to call him, depending on the sport, in the Olympics. Yep. I don't mean just in weightlifting. The whole Olympics. Yep. Because <laughs> I think he was still doing it at like 92. It's incredible. Anyway, uh, Rudy grew up in that uh, Depression era as well. Uh, he was black. Yep. Didn't have a lot of extra money. Lived in New York City. And lifted barefoot. And... Not because he thought that this was going to be some clever thing. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to come out with a product with, a, <laughs> you know, five toes outlined in rubber or something like that. Uh, it's because he didn't have shoes to lift in. Exactly. And he trained in the basement of the apartment building that he lived in that had a dirt floor. The weights that he lifted on were weights that he somehow found and purchased for dirt cheap and just came across. Yeah. And I believe Rudy's highest placing in the Nationals was third. Yep. Um. And was involved in it his entire life. Yep. Uh, the uh, Norbert Shemansky called Rudy a pain in the mm. you know what. Yep. Why? Because Rudy was the kind of guy who, with Norbert Shemansky, would have his head down at platform level to see if Norb's back knee touched on a record lift. Uh-huh. And he would call him on it. But while Norb called him a pain, yeah. 100% respect because he knew where Rudy was coming from. Exactly. He said this is the way it's going to be with Rudy. Rudy's the judge. <laughs> there's there's no doing it halfway exactly it's got to be right and uh, you know so uh, this topic solve it that's what you've got to do and you know the other thing that i come across is you know most people who are really into lifting i'm guessing most of your listeners here sure uh they're go-getters Gotta be. And 
many of us, even today, find it hard to have the perfect gym uh, all the time. Exactly. You know, there was a point where I was selling weightlifting equipment on the road for a dealer out of upstate New York. And the uh, I eventually found sort of pockets of lifting throughout Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So if I was on the road for three days, I knew how to schedule my uh, sales calls to find these gyms. Now, today you've got all these CrossFit gyms all over the place. Yeah, You've got uh, university facilities that have, you know, better Olympic lifting equipment than you're going to find in the entire former Soviet bloc. Mm-hmm. And yet I still talk to guys who say, you know, I, I can't find a good gym. I'm not going to work out today. What? Give me a break. Exactly. It, it, there, there was a point where I was thrilled if a gym had a barbell and a squat rack, yeah. let alone, you know, some super heavy duty modern power rack with, uh, you know, 10 zillion options on it or, uh, you know, racks of dumbbells and bumper plates, bumper plates. There wasn't even in the network of gyms that I went to. Yeah. Only one had one pair of bumper plates and it was a pair of 45s. So, you know, if I was going to warm up for snatching. Sure. The first bumper plates I was getting were a pair of 45 pound plates. Yeah. So, you know, and some of your listeners are going to say, well, of course, you should be able to do that. You know, at the time, part of that time, I was competing as a 148-pound lifter. Right. right. So, you know, when you're warming up with that. You're warming up with your body weight almost. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'm not making excuses or anything, but what I am saying here is you don't take no for an answer. Agreed. If you're stuck someplace – Minimally, you can always do body weight. Yep. And I can almost guarantee that you're going to find something heavy to pick up. Think of Alton with that sign. <laughs> Absolutely. Think of, or a th- rock. Right. Think of Milo. Think of all the people. Think of guys like Donald Denny. Think about people like that. Think about the Inverse Stone. Think about how far back the Husafel Stone goes to. I mean, these are people that decided that, hey, whatever reasoning that came into their mind, and it's definitely an innate intelligence from within out, your eyes might be the vision you're seeing it with, but they're like, okay, I want to get bigger and stronger. I want to challenge myself. I'm going to hit some big, big numbers eventually, but for right now, I'm going to get slapped around a little bit, and I'm going to slap, start slapping that around. What do we do? Well, we start with smaller stones. What do we do? Like Raj says, I could do it, but why am I going to warm up with just about something that's at my body weight? Okay, but what you do is you put yourself in, 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 this, in this mold mode 
where mentally you're firing, the body is firing, and suddenly, even if you are going out and you will be looking for answers, you're going to start just getting the answers automatically. They might not come that day. That might take five more days, but something's going to go into your head and say, hey, this is what you need to do. And you're going to say, hey, why didn't I think of that five months ago? Well, maybe you weren't ready for it. The point of the matter is you can solve anything you want. And if you want it bad enough, it's going to come to you one way or another. Because as we know, what you think about most is coming to you whether you want it or not. That is a fact of life. And you better get used to that. And I'm telling you, I, we were almost at time. We'll get Roger back here as quick as we can and get into some more things, obviously. But I would tell you this, and I'll give it to Roger, and he can summarize and give all his info, and I'll do the thing, and we'll wind today's show up, is this. It's never over. Only if you want it to be. And you're foolish to sell yourself so short and not think of yourself as a genius. Because every one of us has that genius in him. And all the stuff you hear on the outside, Roger made note to an article that he wrote. This is the deal. If the world can make you feel inadequate, it will. There's plenty of people that want to do that. If they can make you feel weak or subconsciously um well, you know, you really can't do it. You know, you're never going to achieve it. And why do you want to try to achieve something that might take you 25 years? There's always going to be it out there. And it's more and more prevalent because of the advent of all this technology out there. Where people, if they are not connected to Facebook and every other foolhardy thing, they can't run. They, they, they feel incomplete. They feel they have nothing. Well, let me tell you something before I go here. You got everything inside. You hear me talk about rewiring, how the thoughts, how I'm fusing things in my brain now, how I'm getting rid of so many things that do not serve me. And the people and the winners and all these people you admire out there, I'm talking just people in business and who have done great things. And maybe they're not all millionaires or billionaires. Maybe that doesn't matter to them. But they all have one thing in common. They believe in themselves. They believe in what they do. And they solve the problem that is in front of them. And if you can't do that, well, don't complain when you have nothing. Or you don't have the same house as your friend six miles away. Or you're not making this or that. Or your spouse or whatever, oh, I don't know what to do. Or your kids are just like laughing at you. You're the one who's responsible for it. And I'll leave you to this, and I'll give it right to Raj. A mutual friend of ours who we lost coming up on two years was Steve Jack. And I never forgot these words among many in the outstanding video of him going to Iceland. In my opinion, he still hasn't gotten the credit for it. He started the rock revolution again. He's the only one that I know in my life. I've had some great people in my life that have really made me want to do things. You know, they gave me some ideas, and I'm the one who had to carry them out. But Steve got me thinking and going to Iceland, and I'm going to go again and again. And he said these words, and you should put these somewhere in your subconscious mind where they can never leave. Shoulder some responsibility. Roger, summarize everything. Give out your website, any information. I'll wind it up, and we'll get ready for another show, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 
solve it. Don't take no for an answer. Find a way around. Find an alternative to whatever the thing is because, you know, there is somebody out there that has had to overcome anything that you feel like is unique to yourself. And I always I, – I think about that blind kid, that lizard, yeah. Yeah. and I think, wow, he's never seen – a good sequence chart. Yep. He's never seen a good lifting video or had, you know, special video platforms for his tablet with circles and arrows that can be drawn and all that sort of thing. And yet somehow he figured out how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, like I said, I, I'd love to know who that kid was today, but my hat's off to him because, I, you know, I remember searching for all these things. Oh, I could be just as much better if I did this. And then I saw that kid and I thought, God, what? Yeah. <laughs> why was I stuck yeah. in that mental frame of mind when he can figure it out? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes it takes being shocked in your system a little bit, but uh, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. What else you got, brother? Solve that problem. Solve it. Yeah. Go after it. All right. So, Roger LaPointe, that's my name. There it is. Okay. Good enough, Eric. All right. Um, This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Don't forget... If there's a show you'd like Roger and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. And I don't want to forget this. I want to say hello to John McKean, our pal, Rogers and mine. Um, hey, hi, John. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, John's had a few things with that blood clot. You saw it. Um, hopefully that's clearing up. I'd love to have him and his grandson and Rob and, and whomever else come up. Um, Frank Civitoni wants to come up here. He's got to be one of the greatest grip guys in the world. He lives in Boston. He's about three hours from me. Um, hopefully, we'll have him up here by the end of the summer. And lots of big things going on here. Also, too, anybody that knows Stuart McRobert of Hard Gainer fame, tell him we want to get him on Motivation Muscle. So anybody that's got a friend or somebody involved that knows him, Mention us. Uh, you know how to get to us, motivationmuscle.com. We'd love to get them on here. I think I've got every hard gainer right to the very end. Um, that's how I found John McKean. And let me tell you, who would ever think that somebody you read about as a kid, you'd be talking on the phone now and doing rack work with the king. John's a good man, and we always wish him the very best. Also, too, um, don't forget about Don G. Fardino, 8X Club. MM19 will get you $45 off any 8X kit. Go out to 8xclub.com and order one up. MM19, they're for the whole family. Um, and if you have other questions, you can uh, call Donnie on his personal phone number. It is on the site. And he is the creator of this product. And basically, he's a one-man operation like here, like Roger, the whole thing. Um, 
just great stuff, great people. So go out and check that out. MM19 gets you that discount. Also, don't forget, uh, as I said, if there's a show you like Roger and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank everybody. Also, too, um, let me think here. Uh, we are on Spotify, and we are on Google Podcasts. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say hello or give five words of inspiration. Also, too, if you want to get us in your car, we're on AHA directory. That is pronounced AHA. As my mom said, we were kids. Never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. That might be all they get that day. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. That goes out to our pal Paul Thor from Wales. Excellent guy. Killer. Another guy from Wales we want to get on. The great world's strongest man, Gary Taylor. Gary Taylor, if you hear this show, we want you to contact us. Come on on. We'd love to have you on here. You're another guy I read about extensively through Milo. Love to have you in. We'd love to welcome you into the family. Also, too, um, the great Hoosa Steel Stone says, Domination in blood red. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, I swear when I listen to your shows, there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. No longer, brother. It's testosterone like a tidal wave, higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. It's coming up on his four-year anniversary. We lost him. He'd walk every patient in the door. He'd have a standing room. And he'd walk them to the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day or just say it. It will change how you think. Keep smiling. No, um, as I also said, too, um, come on in. Join up. We're going to come to you. We won't kick your door in. We will blow the roof literally off your house. Join the family. Be with us for the next 30 years. We need you. You need us. Don't forget about signing up for our Etched in Stone and Etched in Stone for Kids page. These pages are exploding off the map. Sometimes I'm doing 7 to 15 new people every day. This is unbelievable. Eminem, the podcast, are doubling in downloads now. It is wild, and I couldn't be happier. And all the stuff now we're doing today starts the whole advertising thing with this gentleman who has a show through iHeartRadio and has 350,000 listeners. We're going to see what happens now with Motivation Muscle. This is just the beginning of everything to come, believe me. Also, too, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Roger, you're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And when you start thinking like this, the world is going to be paved with a road of gold for you. But it's like we said with Steve Jack, you're going to have to learn it, listen about what we talk about here, and you're going to have to shoulder some responsibility. Roger, great show. Welcome back, brother. And, uh, you know, it's always an honor to have you on, sir. Thanks, Eric. You are Glad welcome. It's good to have you, man. 
This show should be up at the latest Wednesday, but I am going to do my best to have it up tomorrow. There's a lot of stuff going on, but we'll do our best to do it, and we'll get that up. I'm going to have a new solo this week, and it looks like it's going to be called Communication. This will drop the bottom right out of you when you hear this one. Um, I've got an awful lot to say about it, let me tell you. Uh, It might disturb some people in a big way, and it should. If it does, then it's working. So, like I said, the show will be up either tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. We'll get Roger back in here. But don't forget this. You all have the ability, the ability to solve it. Solve it. And you'll see what's going to happen to you when that gets all done. So, for Roger LaPointe, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Keep fighting, and remember, the world is asking something from you. Go out and do it. Do it. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.